Freakics Across the Pond is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. This week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, we talk with Shark Tank's Mark Cuban. As a dad, uh-huh. when your kids want something, do you make them give you the 90-second pitch? Oh, uh, like... yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll give them the, and for that reason, I'm out, too. Yeah. <laughs> Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I'm Steve Baskerville from Back to You. Join me on the Island of Radio Misfits Holiday Special. Coming this holiday season to opishows.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, fresh off the airplane. We uh, <laughs> are back from across the pond. We have uh, quite a few adventures to share with you. Uh, we had a, a heck of a time uh, in England and jolly old, didn't we? Adam? Oh, it was brilliant. Really great week. You know, before we get into some of the games, I'm going to tell you my favorite part of that trip was at, when we went to this little pub yeah. down the street. The pensioner. Yes. And and what was the name of that guy? Do you remember the uh, the old English guy that was uh, that just literally never stopped talking the whole time? Like Peter or David or something like that. I don't remember his name. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, he held court <laughs> and he just, well, he was like a wind-up doll and, and told us everything that happened in that town between 1974 and present day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we were in a town called Ripley. Yes, yeah. Home of Eric Clapton, yeah. Yeah, and we went to Eric Clapton's house. Yeah. Wasn't that exciting? That, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> it was right around the corner from our <laughs> hotel, and I looked it up online, and I found the address and everything, and it's just a house, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, with a, a soccer field. In the, uh, actually, there's a soccer pitch right behind us. Yeah, that's true. Soccer pitch and a cricket pitch. You know, and it's so funny that that bar that we went to, which the ship, not the pensioner, the pensioner was the other one down the yeah. road, but um, the ship, it's older than America. Right. Yeah. And Lord Nelson went there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that just to give you an idea. Oh, That's a history. That's the history. That is history. Uh, so we, we uh, will get to some more of this, but first we have to uh, find out what is happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? So since we've come back, there have been a flurry of games mm-hmm. uh, because there were it was like two weeks worth of games this past week. Yeah, they made they made up those midweek games, so it was like boom, 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 boom. Right. Um, so I've been watching football since we got back. Uh, pretty much nonstop, but let's talk about the big one, and that was the Manchester Derby. The yeah, Derby, that's right. Uh, and that was a great game. Did you see it? I did. I did. We was. Uh, I was lucky enough. We was at a, conve- a little workshop this past weekend. We U.S. soccer. But, uh, it worked out. We carved some time out there, and we was watching it on the big screen with all the coaches. It was quite fun. So, uh, kind of a surprise. Uh, it was at Man City. And Man United won the game. Mm-hmm. And Man United has been coming through in games against the big six. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. And I was listening to somebody talk about this today. It seems like they're better when they're the underdog. Yeah. You know, which is yeah. so different to Man United in the well, past. Well, they've never been the underdog. Exactly. So now that they're the underdog, they seem to be doing pretty well. Um, 
the youth of the team is still showing. I think yeah. that's probably part of the inconsistencies. And obviously, they're going to have to make some probably, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make some changes and some buy some players in January. Right. Um, but great for their confidence. It was yeah. kind of a Man United type display, although they were still outplayed. I think so. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, so, so Man City has the crowd behind them. Yeah. But, it, you know, in Manchester, really, is the crowd ever totally behind you in a derby like this? Because, right. you know, who knows? Yeah. Right? I mean, they're all from that town. Exactly. It's ebbs and flows, too. You yes. Know, yeah, for, for sure. But, like you said, Man City did dominate that game. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the game, there was some ugliness. I mean, the game ended 2-1. to one. Uh, Man, Man United beat uh, Man City. Uh, and at the end of the game, there was a corner kick, mm-hmm. and Fred from uh, Man U mm-hmm. was taking the kick, and there was a man down by the front row yeah. who was making ape noises. Yeah, yeah. And then terrible. they started pelting him with stuff. Yeah, yeah. That that was probably one of the worst things you could have seen. And yeah, I, I think they're already in the process of dealing with that. Um, I think. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who came on afterwards, he said that guy should never be watching a game ever again. And totally banned from football completely. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's not that hard to figure out who it is. No, exactly. There's a picture of him right there making the the faces. He's done. But also the the tossing of stuff at the players. That's a pretty unusual thing. Yeah, I was surprised to see that, especially in England. You know, those types of things, I, I hate to say it in... Uh, on the continent in parts of Europe that may be maybe a little bit more or South America or South America that may happen occasionally more but I haven't seen it much lately certainly in, in since really the, the start of the Premier League that really hasn't happened too much so I was a bit surprised that those things you know there's lighters being thrown down there yeah. coins glasses and all kinds of different things but you know going back to the whole thing it was just an ugly ugly situation what is uh you know for years england was known for their hooligan fans yes. in fact the fans were banned yeah from traveling to certain countries sure. i mean it was bad when did that end yeah so that kind of ended kind of the early 90s okay uh, it was probably a three or four year period of time so right after the the Heysel stadium tragedy that was the liverpool juventus game where there was um, right. some major problems that took place because um, that was a big part of my childhood. You know, this was growing up. I was watching. You were a hooligan. Yeah, I, was, I was not one of the hooligans. But, um, but yeah, it was, you know, it, that was a frustrating part because England's English teams were banned from Europe. They couldn't yeah. play. So for three, four years, they, they were unable to play any, in any European competitions. And, and Liverpool specifically were probably one of the better teams in Europe. And then it wasn't until the early 90s we got back in. And then the advent of the Premier League and obviously Man United's dominance. So it's kind of gone full circle now with Liverpool uh, being the dominant team again. Yeah, and actually let's talk about that because Man City is now 14 points out of first place. Man City, we both picked to win. Two-time defending champions. Uh, Now they have been ravaged with injuries. Uh, They haven't had Sané all season. Uh, You know, their their back line is a mess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Stone's... It's not very good. He's, he's either he's either not very good or injured. He went yeah. down again. Yeah, you know, yeah. But he's he's been awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not going to play on the national team, is he? I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. I, it's 
it's they've they've had a hard time dealing with the the adversity of that group you know because they've had so many problems with man city players going down all the time right they've struggled that's not to say that liverpool hasn't had any injuries because they've true. had yeah but when the players have come in even they did some changing around even when they played everton and then when they played this past week and they moved some players around right but when those players came in like origi lalana they play well yes that's true and they make a difference yeah. so that's the difference between man city and liverpool right now and it, 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 the surprising part is that you never thought it would be that way because uh for instance aguero is out now. yeah and aguero is a great player but you know, Jesus is, doesn't suck. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but he hasn't been as good as Aguero. So, I mean, you you don't realize how much you're losing when you lose uh, Sergio Aguero. Right. Consistency is the, is the name of the game in this league, and that's why Liverpool are on top. So let's talk about Liverpool because they are cruising, yeah. right? They they are crushing everybody. Yeah. Um, Earlier in the year, they were just squeaking out wins. This last week, I watched the game against Bournemouth. It was like watching a youth soccer game. <laughs> That's what he said, yeah. I mean, it, it was, at the end of the game, it was like, you know, when the coaches yell out, all right, five passes, you're only allowed to kick with your left foot. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was that bad. Yeah, it was a stroll in the park for them. Yeah, it really was. And again, he was making changes with the team. And so it, it, they're 14 points clear. I mean, that, that's what. What else can they do? I mean, they're just in cruise control right now. They rested winning. Mane. They rested yeah. Alexander Arnold. I know. Too. And earlier in the week, they rested Firmino. They rested Salah against yeah. Everton. Yeah, it, it's like they're toying with the opposition. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, they are in a really good spot right now. The players are obviously all working extremely hard. But like I mentioned, those players that don't play often. Get into that and getting into the team are then just as good when they get in. Right. Yeah, they do have a lot of quality there. Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, Shakiri, mm. that guy, he's been out all year pretty much. Yeah. He's been injured. Um, and he's played two or three games. He's got two or three goals. I know. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's just these players, when they come in, you know, yeah. they, they, they haven't done anything. But that kind of create that's, that's a big part probably of the culture that. Klopp's created you know he's obviously got this fantastic culture within the club that's cre being created by him and so it allows these players to come in and do these things yeah, the final score in that game was three nothing Liverpool over Bournemouth now let's talk about uh some of the coaching situations yeah. because we when we left <laughs> two weeks ago uh, three people had jobs that no longer have jobs. Right. Uh, and we actually were at Chelsea when uh, Emery was fired from Arsenal. That's right. And That's right. there was glee in the Chelsea <laughs> uh, group there, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. We was actually there watching a training session. Yes. I think it came up on my phone. I said, oh, they just fired Emery. So like, oh, there you go. So, And already people had heard already and, and they started talking about possible people that might yeah. be coming in as well. So... So right now it's uh, Freddie Lomberg, former Arsenal player. Uh, he's he's kinda, not going to stay. He's not going to be there. Yeah, no. he's just kind of he's the interim holding ship right now, holding it, kind of keeping not things really, going. not much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not much. Although they had a good result yesterday. Yeah, that's true. Um, but he's at least kind of keeping things ticking over until they find somebody. Also, uh, finally, Everton let go. Yeah, uh, Silva. That's right. Um, and. They were in, they were down in the relegation zone. Yeah, struggling big time. I mean, in and they've got talent on that team. We talked about them as a possibility to break into the top six this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've they've spent a lot of money on signings. They have a lot of talent, and 
they were terrible. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, for me, they came back and had that uh, yeah. that little bump and ended up getting a good result. So, But it, it happens, I think. Everton, again, their guy that they got in now, Duncan Ferguson, yeah. was a hero for them. Right. He's not going to be there. No. I, I, you know, we talked. It was so funny. We were talking about it at the workshop this past week. He said, "What do you think the uh, how the activation went in that in, in the dressing room before the game? Come on, get after him! Yeah. You no, know, you could. He could just tell him, and you could tell by his passion. Oh, yeah. In the game, he just he was just he running just up and up. down the right. field. You know, I think Chelsea kind of walked into a buzzsaw there. Yeah. And Chelsea lost to Everton. Yeah. Was it three to one? Three one. Yeah. 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 And and Everton. Look great. Yeah, they did. They did. They were very direct. I mean, yeah. to be, it's probably similar to the Chelsea, uh, the Man United Man City game. Chelsea yeah. had a lot of possession, couldn't find the way through, and then when Everton broke, they scored the goals they needed. So, um, before we get into Watford, also firing their coach yeah. again, yeah. Flores. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you a little worried about Chelsea's uh, attack these days? I, I'm worried about the consistency and yeah. you know we talk a lot about that and I think anytime you have a youthful team like Chelsea does you're going to struggle with consistency Yeah, I think now big news in the fact that Chelsea's transfer ban has been lifted right so now I, I wouldn't be surprised if Frank goes into the transfer market maybe buys a couple of players that with a little bit more experience just when we need them maybe and, somebody uh, for the back Probably, I would probably say the center back position would yeah. be one of the play, one of the areas of concern. I think he really likes his youth on the outside. Right. Uh, some changes could be coming about pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the front three is fine. Um, Tammy Abraham scoring goals. Yeah. I mean, he's he's doing okay. Um, but they they need a little bit more depth and a little bit more experience. I think. So uh, just to tease it a little bit, uh, coming up in the next few weeks, we'll be doing reports from uh, our Chelsea experience yeah. and uh, Christian Pulisic and Tammy Abraham maybe making appearances. That's right, yes. In, in, <laughs> in, in these uh, updates. So I, I don't want to tell too much, um, but you're going to have to tune in. That's right. It's the only way to find out. All right, Rick, we're going to take a quick break. Sounds good. We'll be right back. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on the next Back to You, we're going to have Justin Kolovsik. And he is the guy that runs the uh, exhibit here at the Museum Broadcast Communications in Chicago. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Yes. What are the things that strike you out there? I love the various suits. You know, Johnny Cash's suit to Di Cornelius's suit. Paul Schaefer's keyboard that he played on the Letterman Show. Yes. Artifact after artifact. And that's on the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to You, an Opie show. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. Used car prices continue to accelerate, plus 10 great station wagons, part two. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Howard Sudbury from Back to You. Join me on the Island of Radio Misfits holiday special coming this holiday season to opishows.com. And we're back. Right now it's time for the Premier League game experience. All right, I'm going to read something that I've prepared. All right. Uh, and this is my uh, take 
on uh, the the game that we went to. Yeah. With Chelsea against West Ham. All right. Let's get set the mood. The traffic on Fulham Road. That's right. Chelsea Stadium, Stamford <laughs> Bridge, is located on Fulham Road. It was ridiculous. Stop and go all the way. A bus full of grizzled soccer coaches were getting a little car sick, and it appeared that there was no way they'd make it to the game on time. <laughs> so they hopped out of the bus and walked instead. To say it was a lively crowd on the street is a bit of an understatement. Despite being in one of the posh neighborhoods of London, there was an altercation that took place on the street just a few feet away from us. A man carrying a beer felt a motorbike came a little bit too close to him. Let me let the Queen's music play as I say this. So he called him the C-word, as people do in England. <laughs> and when the motorbike was stopped by traffic just a few feet beyond him, the beer man charged the helmeted motorbiker and punched him. A racial slur ensued, which was heard by a man in another car, causing him to get out of his car and join the attack. The three men were violently wrestling on the sidewalk as a group of grizzled soccer coaches walked by in a hurry to see Chelsea face West Ham. You'll have to check the police blotter to see how this turned out because we did not stick around to find out what happened. Have I set the tone okay for that? I think you have. I <laughs> the, think you have. The music is distracting me. I'm turning <laughs> it off. Stanford Bridge, located in the middle of a neighborhood, much like Wrigley Field in Chicago, set off the street. Walking through the gate, spying the pitch for the first time was magical. It really was. That's I mean, pretty cool. I, uh, I got goosebumps when mm -hmm. I first walked in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good place for you there. Oh, I nice. actually recorded it while I walked in. Um, uh, there was a sea of blue in the stands. The players were warming up on the field. Security guards allowed us to walk all the way to the edge of the stands. And only a few feet away from us, players like William, Conte, Alonzo were passing the ball to each other. They're doing a little juggling. Turned out that none of them were in the starting lineup, however. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, a strange lineup that Frank Lampard put on the field that day. I'm told that Chelsea fans don't sing as much as some others, but they, they did appear to be a constant song in the hearts of some fans. They chanted, let's go, Chelsea. Right? That's one of them. Yep. And then the other one was a Frank Lampard song, which had it involved some profanities. <laughs> uh, but they were singing. At halftime of this scoreless game, we made the mad dash to the concession stand, only to be disappointed that they ran out of meat pies. A few of the coaches remained to drink their beer in the concourse because it couldn't be brought to the seats. The others who went back to their seats witnessed the only goal of the game. Mm -hmm. West Ham drilled one past Chelsea keeper Keppa, and the West Ham fans, sectioned off in the corner of the stadium, went mad. They started singing a song of their own, which was... It's 1-0. F you all. <laughs> it's very classy. I should get the Queen's music back up again. The rest of the second half, you can correct me if I'm right about this, Chelsea constantly crossing the ball in the box, West Ham getting rid of it. Crossing it into the box, West Ham getting rid of it. It was a toothless performance by the men in blue, including our American hero Christian Pulisic. And after the game, Frank Lampard said, it would have been better if the fans were a little bit more into the game. 
That statement got the goat of lifelong Chelsea fan, Adam Howard, who appears before you now to accentuate or dispute any of my findings. What say you? Yeah, it was a rough game. It was a tough one. Did you enjoy the experience, though? I always enjoy going to the game. Yeah. I always enjoy watching Chelsea play. Um, it, it was, it, like you said, it was a frustrating lineup. Yes. We wasn't, we wasn't expecting that. And then they rebounded the following Wednesday with a with a pretty good lineup and, right. and did real well. But I was. It would have been nice if they did that on that Saturday. <laughs> exactly when we were there, yeah. no question. But I was more excited just to see everybody in our group experience it. Right. That was the best part for me, just yeah. seeing everybody there and just getting there. It would have been nice to have got there a bit earlier, but the traffic was just horrendous. You know, I knew we were in trouble when the bus driver said he had never been there before. <laughs> and we were in a manual transmission bus. Yeah. And it was stop and go traffic, as yeah. I mentioned. And yeah. it, and we were all getting sick. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was car sick. <laughs> no question. I, my stomach was getting there. Yeah. One of the, and one of them got out a little bit earlier and just right. jumped, jumped into the, got onto the tube and got to the, got to the field fairly quick. Yeah. So anyway, that's our, that's our experience from our game. Now we also got to witness Chelsea training. Yeah. That's for right. For a whole week. That's right. And we'll be giving you updates throughout the next few weeks because we saw some incredible things that we'd like to share with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but right now, it is time to explain that foreign tradition. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. All right. So I was watching the uh, Manchester Derby, mm-hmm. and uh, Arlo White said something during that game that uh, I felt like it must mean something important um, because uh, they showed Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson, in the crowd, right? And. Uh, Man U was about to win the game, and Arlo said, Cock-a-hoot! What the heck is that? It's a good question. So you don't know either. I, I'm I'm thinking it's kind of like a whack-a-mole type of a comment. You okay. know, it's like one of those things, well, you keep on hitting something, and it keeps on coming up. So I think that's maybe what he related to. Okay. So you don't know either. I'm not exactly sure. The context. Just, what was the context exactly? So the game was ending. And they showed him in the crowd, and he had like a big smile on his face, and he was surrounded by a sea of very unhappy Man City fans. Okay. Um, and and he said cockahoot, like like okay. everybody knows what that means. <laughs> but I had no idea. Yeah, maybe he was just happy that they were they were going to win the game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not, not a common not a common English phrase. I mean, you spent a few days there. You probably didn't hear that. Never heard cockahoot. <laughs> I thought maybe it was an Alex Ferguson thing, but I guess not. Okay. So one more thing also in that game. Lee Dixon said, uh, I'm so happy to be working with these two balloons. Yeah. What does that mean? It's kind of a, a nice way of saying you're a nut, you know, a, a nitwit, a numbskull. Okay. It's, it's, it's a nice way of saying these guys are goofy stupid okay but we i love working with them all right i thought it was some hot air uh uh reference or something like that no i mean there's probably a little bit of a reference to that because that's what they do they talk right that's all they do is con but when they when you call someone a balloon oh he's a balloon great guy okay but goofy okay (laughs) it's affectionate exactly okay as opposed to a, a true insult yes for sure all right it's time for Guess the Premier League Star, which All is right. uh, Adam's least favorite part of the show, <laughs> uh, because he has to guess oh. the star. And you can play along at home, 
try to see if you can figure out who I'm talking about uh, as we play against the Premier League star. I give you clues, and if you can guess it before Adam, you win. Uh, just, you know, your own satisfaction. That's what you win. <laughs> this week's uh, candidate is 24 years old. Okay. Well, 28. That's good. He is the captain of his Premier League team. Okay. Right. He plays winger, attacking midfielder. He could play for either Ireland or England's national team because his mother is Irish. And he did play for Ireland as a youth in the under-20s. Uh, but he has now chosen England, although he has not yet been capped by England. Really? Yes. Oh. He's a pretty boy, very much known for his hairstyle. Okay. I think I know where we're going. Uh, he plays outside of London. Is he in Birmingham area? Does he play for Aston Villa? He does. Okay. <laughs> what is his name? Mr. Jack Grealish. Very good. Right. There you go. Uh, is that an incorrect uh, description of him? No, I think it's right on. It's right on. It's funny because when you was going with it, I thought it was Declan Rice, but then Declan Rice, he had uh, had the same issue. He could have played for Ireland and England. Okay. But I don't think he's the captain of West Ham. It's Mark Noble. That's but, uh, right. Uh, and then when you said, well, he hasn't been capped yet, I'm yeah. like, oh, Declan Rice has already played for England. That's so. true. Yeah, but that, yeah, that, that, there you go. The confusion in your eyes. There. Yeah. Uh, Grealish is uh, an up-and-coming star. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's carried that uh, Aston Villa team. Now, I know Aston Villa is in the relegation zone now or near it. Yeah, 17th spot, fourth, they're just yeah. outside. I mean, but they're, they're only there because they've got a better goal difference. But don't you think that they've been showing that they belong in the Premier League this year? Yeah, I was listening to somebody talk about them actually today, and they were just saying how close they are in so many games. Yes. They really are. I mean, they're right They've on the They've had the lead in almost every game. Yeah. I mean, they've got some good players there. Um, it's a strong squad, but they just can't. It's that 10%. It's that difference from right. jumping to the from the championship into the Premier League where they could probably get away with it last year. Here they can't. Right. That's the yeah, difference. One mistake. One, yeah, exactly. Bingo. Yeah, and that's and that's what happened, you know, this past week. You know, obviously, Leicester, you know, kind of took it to them. Right. Um, well, and Leicester is a great team. Th- no question. I mean, they're just lights out. And we probably need to talk more about them. We probably should because they're the number two team in the league. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And he's just – Brendan Rodgers has got things going. He's got yeah. them moving. But I know in a few weeks they're going to be playing somebody pretty good. So that should be a pretty good one. Yes, they are. They're going to be playing against Liverpool yeah. soon. All right, well, let's let's pick the games for this coming weekend because, yeah. uh, well, you know, I was going to say there's some good games, but there really aren't many good games. So <laughs> <laughs> let's let's uh, let's see what we can do here. These are the five games that NBC has set aside as their pick 'em games. Okay, uh, we'll start with Southampton at home versus West Ham. Now we saw West Ham dominate a uh, Chelsea team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Again, there's so much inconsistency in these two teams. With with Southampton, again, you're not sure what's going to show up. West Ham were absolutely horrendous against yes. a rough Arsenal team yes, yesterday. They did everything they could have done to win the game, and then they decided, to, well, you guys go win the game. Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what happened with Arsenal, who both teams struggling. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a zero zero draw. That's funny. That's exactly what I have. Yeah, zero zero draw. Because it's gonna be so boring. Yes, <laughs> that's not gonna be the, the your pick your TV pick. For yeah, this week. that's for sure. Uh, Wolves against Tottenham. 
Wolves uh, at home. Yeah, this should be a better game. You know, now, both. Wolves are up to like sixth, I think. Yeah, and I think Tottenham is up to fifth. Yeah, they're doing okay. Uh, both teams are starting to find a little bit more consistency. Tottenham had obviously a big win over the weekend. Um, I, I, I think uh, with Wolves at home, we always get motivated. I'm going to give them a 2-1 win over Tottenham. Okay, I have Tottenham winning 2 nothing. Okay. Uh, as a, the Jose effect. Yes, yes. yes. Because uh, they are playing like a top four team. Better. Since, Much since better. Came back. Yeah. Uh, Man U against Everton. Ooh, that's a that's a tough game there. Yeah. That, again, that's going to be a tough one too, just because Man United obviously coming off a big win. Everton right. coming off a big win. So right. both of them are, are kind of at a all-time high. I think Everton on the road with the new manager, whether or not they have a, a full-time manager by this point could be interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. I'm going to pick an upset here. I've just got a feeling that Man Man U's going to come in uh, and have a letdown okay. after they had that huge win because they seem to play badly against the lower teams mm-hmm. and well against the good teams. Okay. And then I, I'm picking a 2-1 to one Everton win. Okay, fair enough. Arsenal is at home against Man City. Mm. That's uh, quite a game. That's going to be a good one. Man City rebounds. Arsenal better at home. Yes, but they're struggling big time. I, I, I can't see anything other than a Man City win here. I'm going with a, a 3-0 win for Man City. Okay. I've got a 1-0. Just, I don't know why. But, okay. Uh, well. Uh, Crystal Palace uh, against Brighton. So this is a, a local derby. It okay? is. Yeah. So we've got the Eagles, Crystal Palace, against yeah. the Seagulls. <laughs> um, so this is kind of a big derby match in terms of whether it goes South London, South Coast, um, so this they'll, they'll get after you. There'll be a pretty good atmosphere here. Uh, I, I fancy a Crystal Palace win at home. That's a really nice place to go watch a game in terms of an atmosphere. Oh, really? Yeah, really cool. They play the uh, the Dave Clark Five. When yes, they, they come, do. They walk out to the field. They do. Know. I love that. Yeah, so I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Crystal Palace. Okay. I've also got Crystal Palace winning it, but I've got it 1-0. Okay. Seagulls over the Eagles. Yes. No, Eagles, Eagles over, over, over the, the seagulls. seagulls. That's right. That's right. Okay, so uh, you're back now in the office, and I know you happen to be uh, working very hard, uh, so let's uh, see what's going on here. And now, the latest Chicago-area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. What do you got? Yeah, we're excited. So this weekend, we're going to send our first group of ODP players on their first friendly trips games. So they're heading to Kansas City. So we've got okay. some teams heading over there. Those are the younger groups. This was kind of an open group of players, mostly geared for our southern central players so we can get a good look at them. So they got three games this weekend in Kansas City outside on the turf. Should be interesting. What what age groups are we talking so about? So this here? is going to be our 06 to 08s, okay. boys and girls. So they're going to be out there. And then we also have training this next weekend as well going on. And then, then we'll have a little bit of a break, obviously, for, for the Christmas period. Um, but we've got a couple of courses this week as well. We've got a 4v4 starting uh, Saturday in Schaumburg and also on Thursday. We, If people are interested, uh, that's a free course. We need people to okay. register for that course. So they just need to get hold of me at uh, Illinois Youth Soccer and let me know. Okay, sounds good. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. 
And we went over some of the games. Uh, is one of the games that we went over your choice for this week? Yeah, like you said, this was a kind of a rough week of games. Yeah. You know, you know we got the early one with Liverpool-Watford, which might be an okay, decent game for first thing in the morning. But I think we're going to have to wait till Sunday for the big one. I mean, Arsenal-Man City is yeah. really going to be the, the cream of the crop in terms of games. Man City coming off a loss. I think they're going to be very motivated. Arsenal... Still a mess, really, to be fair. They, they haven't figured things out. they got the interim manager. They're going to have to really do some major sorting out. I, I was listening to uh, someone talk about this the other day, and even like Obama Yang saying now, you know, I don't know if I want to stick yeah, around. Sure. Yeah, sure. You know, even the players, the one or two or three players that are playing well yeah. don't want to stay. It's not a good sign. And this is Arsenal we're talking about. This is one of the premier Premier League teams. Yeah, exactly. All it takes is a strong manager that come in and bring those players together. That's going to be the big thing for them. You think Arsene Wenger sitting around going, yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have gotten rid of me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Well, uh, that's it for this week's show. We'd like to uh, uh, and be, be sure to tune in next week because we will have a report from our Chelsea training session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Thoughts and prayers to our police officers. Teaching sex ed through porn. Dating app with one guy. My brush with rock and roller Lou Christie. And our celebrity interview with playwright, actor, radio guy, cynic, Spike Manton. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano podcast and Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications. From bandstand to gaga. Let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv If you missed Los Los Anno or Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. Tony, I think we have to talk about something. All right, let's talk. You spoke about going to see Star Wars again. We need to talk about you in Star Wars. (laughs) I'm proposing that before you see Star Wars again, which I know is going to happen... We need to get at least two other movies under your belt during this viewing season. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. No, no, <laughs> sir. We need to get something that does not involve laser swords, so to speak. How many times have you seen it, Tony? Seven. Just seven. Just seven. <laughs> Tony, that's over 14 hours mm-hmm. of your life devoted oh. to watching one, in my opinion, pretty mediocre Star Wars movie. Oh, <laughs> That always scares me a little. (laughs) In a good way. Radio Misfits. Get more Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever the f*** it's called.
I'm Dave Stern from Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Please join me on the Island of Radio Misfits holiday special. Coming this holiday season to opishows.com.